This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you and good morning. Thank you for joining us. And the morning show is back for another Monday morning. Getting the week started. We got a lot to get to today. So we will uh, run it all down for you coming up here in just a few minutes. A lot of people are noticing what their breath smells like. And as a result, people are uh, brushing their teeth more. People who didn't floss all the time. Dental hygiene is increasing the reason people realize how bad their breath is? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, it's that mask, isn't it? Yes, Joanna, <laughs> it is uh, the mask, and people are realizing what other people are smelling. <laughs> and that has led to uh, heightened uh, interest in dental hygiene. Oh, Let's put it that way. So we're going to talk about that uh, coming up in a little bit. Um. I don't know if, what you're going to preview for entertainment. Go, go ahead and preview entertainment because I don't I don't want to sure. steal your pre- preview. What does Buzz Adams yeah, you did. and Simon Cowell have in common? Uh, t-shirts that you can clearly <laughs> see your nipples through? <laughs> that is one of them. Oh, there's more than, there's there's more than more. one thing. Apparently, he also has a thing for electric, or what is it, motorcycle, bikes, motorized bicycles. Motorized bicycle, electric bike. And the month of August is not kind to the both of you. You guys have so much in common so far. And now he is recovering from an accident he he had. He had a completely different injury. I knocked all my teeth out (laughs) on an electric bicycle. He, He did what? Hurt his back or something? He hurt his back. Like broke his back. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, those things... Was he on Lunesta? (laughs) (laughs) Those things can get away from you. (laughs) He's talking to his mom on Skype. I was was talking to my mom on FaceTime. Oh. And uh, I had already, like, taken some night-night pills (laughs) when I had my accident. Gee, that's a good question. Would I have rather had Simon Cowell's injury or my injury? Okay. Which, I don't I know. I'd have want to, your injury because back injuries don't go away, yeah, and that would really affect my your my swing. Oh. Uh, well, my my swing and like especially my ability to hit the long ball. And like if you think you have trouble <laughs> sleeping now, back pain. Will, uh, oh no! And that pretty darn quick. Uh, speaking of back pain, I think the reason Lisa's not here is because she's she's down with a back pain. She's got yeah. her, her, her back. She slept weird on her back, so <laughs> <laughs> Lisa's not here. So you're also going to do news. Right. What do you have coming up in news today, Joanna? Hold on, let me find that tab All right. really quick. President Trump is making good on his pledge to make to take action after coronavirus relief talks with Congress stalled on Friday. So on Saturday, he signed executive orders. Well, one order and three memoranda. All right, so um, there's going to be money. It's not going to be as much. Sure. So if you were counting on, uh, I guess, 600 a week for unemployment, right. 400? It is 400, is yes. what they decided. So just to preview that a little. 
uh, 400 a week for those uh, receiving unemployment because of the pandemic. So, uh, yeah, so Joanne is going to have entertainment and news coming up later. Meanwhile, uh, Brandon's got his eye on sports. What's going on in sports? Lots of stuff over the weekend. PGA Championship happened over the weekend. Colin Tro- Marikawa. Trophy incidents. Piece of the trophy fell off while he was uh, celebrating. <laughs> you mean of the Wanamaker, Wanamaker Cup? Yeah. Do you know I got to spend a weekend with the Wanamaker Cup one time? Did you? Oh, yeah. What's a Wanamaker Cup? It's this thing you get for winning the PGA Tour Championship. I did not win the PGA Tour Championship. But, but you were in the like same room as it? Well, my friend won the PGA Tour Championship. Rich Beam oh. won it. And, oh, your friend. Yeah. Any good stories from Rich Beam? Oh, about Rich? Just in general. A ton. No, from Rich. Yeah. From Rich about other golfers? Yeah, absolutely. A ton. I don't know what I'm clear to is tell, though. Is this the Rich Beam on which the street Rich Beam is named after? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Rich and I used to get up to no good all the time. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, a good, I have a good amount of stories. Interesting. Are you able to tell the story you told us right before we went on the air? <laughs> all right. Well, this is all second, third hand. I mean, I'm hearing it from Rich, who wasn't there, but heard it from other guys who may or may not have been. But back in the late 90s, yeah, uh, when <laughs> President Clinton hurt his back in Australia, uh-huh. the story is he hurt it by sliding down a banister at Greg Norman's house. Because there were a bunch of whoas there. <laughs> and, and he was showing off, and he slid down the banister and hurt his back. <laughs> That's it. It was, it was in the news. Hey, the president had a back injury in Australia. Uh-huh. But you know how it happened. I, That's the important the part. <laughs> because of the whoas. <laughs> I don't know for a fact. It's the, it's the rumor. <laughs> that made its way around the PGA Tour. <laughs> um, did you did you preview sports yet? Yeah. Oh yeah, PGA yeah. Championship. Talked about the PGA Championship. You also had a uh, UFC fight over the weekend. Derek Lewis now has the record for the most heavyweight knockouts of all time. Remember, Derek Lewis was the one who months ago won a fight and immediately took his shorts off. <laughs> and was in the middle of the octagon in his underwear, and they were asked, and somebody's like, why'd you do that? He said, well, my balls got hot. That'll happen. Well, he uh, has another gem for us. Yeah. And I, you know what? I'll play it for you right now. Yeah. So he, uh, again, this is Derek Lewis, who has the record for most knockouts now for heavyweights. And this is him doing the post-fight interview. <laughs> He, he didn't know take he was, poop? Yeah, he has to go to the bathroom. Oh, is that what he was saying? <laughs> yeah. He didn't know he was on live yet. Yeah, right. No, he didn't. No, because when you, when the camera's on him, he's talking to somebody off camera. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, hello. Like, he didn't realize that uh, uh, they were in his headset. Oh, man. Can you imagine having to go real bad during a fight? Because... You know, what's, what do you get between rounds? 60 seconds? Yeah. 90, whatever it is? I don't yeah, know how much it is. You can't go to the bathroom. Not enough time to go to the bathroom. Mm-mm. You just got to hold it, hold on to it. Um, cat people, Joanna. Cat yes. people. That's me. Now have their own dating app. I've heard of it. It's a new, do you know what it's called? I can't remember what it's called, but I've it's heard fun, it. Tabby. 
Tabby. <laughs> uh, launched on Saturday. Saturday was International Cat Day, and it specifically caters to single people with cats. Which my people. I think they could have shortened that to people with cats. <laughs> uh, you create a profile and describe yourself like a normal dating app. Mm-hmm. But you're also encouraged to upload photos and videos of your cats and describe their personality and set up cat-friendly dates nice. with other cat lovers. Amazing. Now, this is one website. I will say about this. Most websites, I always get the feeling, are 90% guys and 10% women. I feel like this one might be flip-flopped. This one might be 90% women. What a time to be alive. A lot more crazy cat ladies than cat, crazy cat guys. Yeah. I, feel I like. follow this guy, and I think he's the creator of the app, or one of the creators. His name on social media is Nathan the Cat Lady. And he, he kept uh, kind of advertising it for these last few weeks. Yeah, well, it's up and running now. And I don't know if it's like you can get on there free. But which cat should I put in my profile picture, Buzz? Uh, Penny. Penny. Two-Face, yeah. Penny. I'll get Penny. Harvey Dent. <laughs> or, or Junior. I mean, Junior's a great-looking cat, but that... that Could you get them both in a shot? Chimera oh, cat of yours? I'm not kidding. This cat. Junior's kind of Is that fat. how you say it? Yeah. This one's... Her beautiful got face. Coloration and one side is a diff a completely different color and it's right down the middle. It's right down the middle. Like somebody took a you know, like with laser accuracy. Mm-hmm. That's an incredible that'll get you laid if that doesn't get you laid. Nothing <laughs> will. Thanks, Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> or a date, I meant. Thanks. It'll get you a date. Sure, sure. Uh, that's an interesting cat. And uh, speaking of cats, Carol Baskin is back in the news. She's calling out a couple of rappers because they've got uh, tigers in their new video. She's calling out the new video WAP by Cardi B and oh Megan the Stallion. Lisa so. made me watch this on Friday. The video? Yeah. Okay. Uh, she says they probably dealt with one of the big cat pimps. Who, <laughs> there you go. There's a job. A cat pimp. Uh, they probably dealt with one of the big cat pimps who makes a living from beating, shocking, and starving cats to make them stand on cue in front of a green screen in a studio. Uh, so, Carol freaking Baskin is going hard after Cardi B and Megan the Stallion for their video. And uh, the wrestling world has lost a giant. Kamala, the Ugandan giant. Yeah. Like, specifically a giant. Uh, so, Kamala, the Ugandan giant, was... His backstory was he was a tribesman uh-huh. from Uganda oh. who still dressed like it, like it was the the 1700s or just dressed in like traditional African garb. Kamala the Ugandan giant, real name James Harris of Detroit, Michigan, oh, interesting. passed away at the age of 70. But he was one of the big he, he didn't talk. I think that right? I don't think so. Like he didn't do a lot of talk. And it was supposedly because he couldn't speak English. Well, the fact was just the opposite. He only spoke English. <laughs> and he wasn't a good actor. So he, he remained silent most of the time. But Kamala, the Ugandan uh, giant, has passed away. And he was 70 years old. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Uh, they're remaking Blazing Saddles. And when you hear that, you're probably saying, how how are they remaking Blazing Saddles? Blazing Saddles came out in the early 70s 
and it had so, so much of the humor was based on race, mm-hmm. and the N word was dropped by uh, multiple characters, not all of them black, and it was hysterical. One of the funniest movies I think ever made. Little old white lady. Oh yeah, what was her line? I can't say it. All right, because N word. Yeah. Uh, so, so you might have even heard people say, well, it was a great comedy, but you couldn't remake Blazing Saddles in today's environment. And that's probably true. Uh, there's a new version being made that's turning it into a, a cartoon featuring cats and dogs. Hold on a second. Oh, also, it's going to be a samurai instead of a sheriff. The new version is called Blazing Samurai. Instead of it being a black sheriff going to an old west town with of only white people, it's going to be a dog samurai who goes into a town full of cats. Seems odd. Yeah, it seems terrible. Really, really awful. And I was thinking, oh, okay, well, this this is obviously sucks, but then I see who's uh, going to do one of the voices. Uh-huh. Mel Brooks, who wrote, and, I think he wrote, but he definitely directed Blazing Saddles back in 1974. And I'm looking at the cast, and it's like this is a pretty, this is a pretty heavy-duty cast. Michael Sarah, well, not Michael Sarah, but Michael Sarah, Samuel L. Jackson, Ricky Gervais, George Takei, Michelle Yeoh, Dimon Honsu, and then you got Mel Brooks, who directed Blazing Saddles back in 1974. This is one of those. It things It still that sounds I, awful, just is, awful. Yeah, this is one of those things that I would wait to see how other people react to seeing it. Like, if people are like, hey, this is actually pretty good, then I might check it out. Uh, According to a new poll, 53% of registered voters think athletes kneeling for the national anthem is appropriate. So you've got a, uh, according to this poll, a majority of registered voters who who say that it is appropriate for athletes to kneel for the national anthem. I don't know. You probably haven't watched a whole lot of WNBA, but and I don't know if they continued doing this, but for the first game, the players just walked off the court when the national anthem started. That seems a bit much. <laughs> well, that I mean, seems- it kind of puts kneeling in a little bit of perspective. I mean, it's it's better, it's worse than kneeling, right? You well, know, walking off seems very disrespectful. Like that doesn't seem to be accomplishing anything other than watch me disrespect this. You know what I mean? I never found the kneeling to be especially disrespectful. I didn't either. I mean, especially considering that I grew up watching, like, during the national anthem, guys talking to each other. If it was baseball, guys putting in chaw and talk. Yeah. You know, nobody was at attention in the 70s and 80s, but nobody seemed to care. You know, or players joking around and um, this whole idea of standing perfectly at attention is a fairly new thing. Uh, at least for the players on the on the field, and I thought when Colin Kaepernick started kneeling, I thought, well, that is more uh, respectful than just sitting there and talking about which groupie you're going to bang after the game or whatever those guys are talking about back in the old days. You know what I mean? I think everybody, and this might be a post nine eleven thing, but everybody's like, hey guys, it'd be nice if you just like stop talking 
when they're doing the national anthem. At least it would be respectful to the person singing it, Mm because usually they have somebody there live singing it. But I I wish somebody would go back and find like the way that players... And it wasn't like, oh, these players were anti-military. Nobody thought that. It was just we didn't expect them to stand at attention. They weren't soldiers. You know, they were athletes. Um, Let's see what else we have in the news to let you know about. Oh, here you go. 57% of people say they are taking better care of their teeth because they've come to realize how bad their breath is. 57% of people in a survey said that they're brushing their teeth more, they're flossing every day where they might not have been flossing every day, and it is all because they've really come to terms with what their breath smells like because of wearing a mask all the time. You get a lot of one-on-one time with your own breath, I feel like, <laughs> whenever you're wearing a mask. And people are not loving that. According to this survey, 57% of people say they're now brushing their teeth more. They're not skipping the flossing because the mask has made them realize just how bad their breath actually is. Also, on a related note, which maybe I can circle back to later, they, they broke down like which masks are the most effective and which are the least effective and the least effective ones they're saying don't do anything and might even be making things worse like almost giving people a false sense of security uh it's the kind of mask that i've been wearing that got (laughs) like the lowest rating (laughs) the ones that like the sleeve that just kind of pulls up over your head it's called a gator neck gator g-a-i-t-e-r they look cool but apparently they don't work uh, but back to this survey about the bad breath. Survey found 81% of people say bad breath is a turnoff. Who who are the 19% who don't think bad breath is a turnoff? Some freaks out there, man. Yeah, but of all That's the things pretty to be, high, Different but. strokes for different folks, Puzz. There's people out there that like chili dogs. Yeah, but even those people, <laughs> oh, and I know what you're talking about, Mr. Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Even don't chili dog fans don't, don't do not, it. Don't look it up. We're, We're warning you right for now. For the love this of God, don't do it. I did it yeah. once. Even those people would be like, take a Tic Tac, man. Come on. <laughs> Pop an Altoid or something. 22% uh, say they've ended things with someone because they had bad breath. I don't know if that's something I could get around, man. Like, that's rough. Like if somebody had chronic just halitosis, horrible breath, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a difficult thing because you're mildly or moderately disgusted every time you go in for a kiss or to talk closely or God, you just. No, I'm with you. And they asked in the same survey about breath: the average person can only handle their nasty uh, morning breath, dragon breath taste for 14 minutes before they have to go and brush their teeth. I like how my mask smells. It ends up smelling like my beard oil. It smells good. Oh. What kind of mask do you wear? Maybe yours isn't so good after all. Um, I, I don't know. Like, a, I'm not sure what material this is. Well, is, it nice like, is it like a PPE? No. Oh, it's not one of those? No. All right. Well, we'll find out. Uh, so anyway, yeah, people are starting to realize. Didn't you say uh, there was a girl who accidentally put on a co-worker's mask? Yeah, I'm still trying to find it. She's in her car. Oh, I just found it. Hot damn. Look at this. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to send this to you. I don't know if it's clean or not, though. 
Yeah, we can always just roll the dice. I, I mean, you've got we a can. delay. Yeah, we do. So check your Skype. It should be in there right now. So basically, and she's got text in the video as well. Did it not go through? Says Brandon nope, is going. typing. Why don't Why don't you play it? Can you play it in there? Well, because the whole point is to see the video, and I mm. want you to be able to uh. see it. So let me send it through your email right now, because for some reason it decided to uh, delay here so that we can have buzz. And what's really good... Okay. People do not expect a perfect show on a Monday, or if they do, they're going to be sorely disappointed. Well, and we're also flying with uh, without Lisa today, and we weren't <laughs> able to prepare for it. No, so. Aaron just came through on Reddit. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so I had a plan to go to Starbucks, right? And this happened. So she's going <laughs> to use. Got to put a mask she's on. Got to put a mask on because you picked a Starbucks that's in Target. The moment I realized I put on my coworker's mask, he left in the car. Uh oh. <gasps> Look at her face. <laughs> oh no. She's like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, no. She's doing that dry, dry heave thing. <laughs> She's making. She's doing that thing that my daughter does anytime two items on her t on her plate touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> she's, oh, no. she's speechless. Yeah. I'm gonna do it too. She accidentally picked up her co-worker's mask, and I guess oh, he apparently his breath was so funky. Well, you're assuming it's a he? Does it say in it? I that thought it's it said a guy? that it was a he, yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually. <laughs> uh, all right, so be aware of that. If you are if you can't stand the, the smell of your own mask, you probably have really nasty breath. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. I was uh, wondering why I kept getting tagged uh, about Simon Cowell being in, a, in an accident over the weekend and I just never clicked on and saw what it was about but I just noticed that my name was getting linked to Simon Cowell for some reason hmm. Joanna I know you're going to talk about this later in entertainment news you want to give us some of the details I, I finally figured out what's going on <laughs> right well Simon Cowell has undergone surgery after breaking his back in several spots while falling off his bike on Saturday. Oh. It was a new electric bike. hey He was testing it out, and he fell off it in the courtyard of his home in Malibu, God, California. That sounds so familiar. And it's I got an electric bike, August. which I love, and it's it's really good, especially if you got to get on a, a stretch of road where there's no easement or there's no bike lane, just to kind of gun it, and that thing, man, will get up to 40 miles an hour. Yeah, and that's what I use it for. Then I ride it as a bike uh, for the for the rest of the time. I mean, using your body. Yeah, using it. my legs, yeah. right, for exercise and so forth. Well, but looks... when I got my electric bike, <laughs> <laughs> I got it. The first thing I wanted to do was show show my mom. I, actually, she had just called me, and I was about to take it out for a ride. Wait, you were already going to take it out no, for a no, ride no, after no, you no. had taken Luna. No, let me get it straight. This uh -huh. has been three years. <laughs> I I was looking forward to the next day. I had already taken my pill to help me go to sleep. Okay. Lunesta. Was it, I've never asked, was there sunlight out or? There, there was dusk. sunlight, yeah. There was sunlight. 
I mean, it was dark enough that I couldn't find my teeth. Not all of them, anyway. Oh, my God. So I'm about to... Then my mom calls. I've already taken the lunest. I'm getting ready for bed. She calls, and I'm like, hold on. Let me FaceTime you. Look what I just got. So I wanted to show her the bike. So I'm showing her, and she's like, it, what? It's a bicycle? I'm like, no, watch. And I'm, I don't know. I wouldn't have been doing this normally, but I get on the bike, and I'm explaining to her that it's electric-powered, and then... I want to show her, and I go, and it, you use your thumb on this thing, and it makes it go. And right then, I my I hit it, the acceleration, and it all happens so fast. The I next dropped thing the I hammer. Have, yeah, I put the hammer down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I crashed in such a way that my teeth impacted directly oh. with this cement post in, in my fence. Brick. Brick, yeah. yeah. Well, brick filled with cement. <laughs> and I knocked out you you guys know it was in the news yeah. <laughs> it actually made the newspaper yeah but you didn't hurt yourself as bad as Simon Cowell did apparently you are better at falling off a bicycle well he was asking that earlier would I have rather which, had which injury would you rather have and I told him the one that he had because the back injury that's going to be forever man oh yeah he's going to need physical therapy so he's gonna... Simon Cowell's uh Injury required five plus hours of surgery to repair. Ugh. And according to a source, he has a number of breaks and has to have a metal rod put into his back. And I was like, would I have rather had that injury? I mean, the teeth thing affects my my job performance. Mm-hmm. I, like, I still feel like I'm starting to whistle like Dan Rathers <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I know, it was pretty funny. When you like Herbert the Pervert? Yeah, it was funny. Get your fat ass on back here. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I think I'd rather have that than than this back injury. Yeah. It would it would affect my swing, <laughs> you know? So electric bikes, the month of August. Not nice to Simon Cowell or to Buzz Adams. Yeah. Simon Cowell critiqued uh, people who get injured on electric bicycles. Here's what he said about people who get injured <laughs> okay. on electric bikes. Okay. Yeah. Not funny. Not funny. <laughs> uh, he is not expected to take part part in this week's live telecast of America's Got Talent. Uh, last night, Simon tweeted, "If you buy an electric trail bike, read the manual before you ride it for the first time." Buzz, did you read? I've broken manual? part of my back. I still haven't read the manual. <laughs> I mean, it, it's fairly self explanatory. Oh God, I just hate reading instructions. Have you? No matter how there? short the instructions are, I just can't stand reading them. I'm just like, I'm going to try and hook this up and see if it works first. But you've ridden your bike since your accident. Sure, Without lots and lots of times. Timing. I'm not facetiming, and I avoid doing it on uh, <laughs> prescription sleep aids. But you do put the pedal to the metal all the time. Sometimes <laughs> he likes to live dangerously. <laughs> it's like Buzz will be like, eh, I'll go, I'm going to go walk the dogs. And then I'll just see Buzz riding around on the bicycle with the dogs next to him. <laughs> so well, I don't always take the, ele- the word. I, I don't yeah. always take the electric bike for he, that. He's sometimes. electric driving the dogs. <laughs> Isn't that even more dangerous? Like if a cat comes or something, they'll just yank oh, you right no, off that thing. Buzz. Are you holding the leashes with your yes, hand or do is. you tie them on like the, the handlebars? Buzz. I hold them with my hands. But one in each hand. Yeah. And Buzz. for the first Three, four minutes. 
I got to ride the brakes or else I'd be going 70 miles an hour. I'm like, <laughs> the dogs like, are pulling the bike. They're like the chariot at that point. Yeah. I'm like Ben Hur going down my street with, <laughs> instead of horses, I got dogs pulling it's me. The, it's the country club I did her on. But, <laughs> but guess what? It gets them a good workout. It gets them. Yeah, it gets you no, nothing. <laughs> Why don't you run with them? I don't want to run. Oh, jeez, big baby. <laughs> no, I'm, it's their yeah. exercise time. I'll do mine by myself. I don't, I don't want to take away from their hey, time. Hey, Nico is one to talk. Nico won't even go with me to walk the dog. Okay. He will, will not even, like, hey, Nico, come with me, walk the dogs. It's so hot. So, but it's, it's like 4 p.m., 4.20, and Buzz is like, let's go. Nico has important things to do at this Yeah, time. I have very important at things to do. At 420, he sure does. And Buzz is like, let's go walk the dogs in the middle of 110 degree heat. I'm like, why don't you wait two hours till <laughs> the sun goes down? I, I, well, I gotta go to sleep. I go to sleep before it's dark outside, you <laughs> jerk. At least an hour before would not hurt. Just go walk the dogs with me. Come on. So instead, I, I choose to rearrange the furniture outside the house, like in the heat. And that's like my workout for the day. Tell us about uh, Kamala, the Ugandan giant. Uh, Brandon, memories? Do you do you have any memories of his wrestling days, or just like the interviews he's done? Not really. Just then? the interviews he's done since, and man, it it got really sad for him. There was so his, his gimmick. Let me tell you, because he was one of the big stars when I I used to watch wrestling. Was he was supposed to be from Uganda? He was supposed to be six foot ten. And he never spoke, supposedly because he couldn't speak English. The truth is the exact opposite. He only spoke English because Kamala the Ugandan giant was James Harris of Detroit, Michigan. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is he related to Kamala Harris? Uh, Kamala was just a, a wrestling name. Oh, okay. He, his name wasn't Kamala. Uh it was Harris, that was though. his gimmick, and he'd have like like white paint, like a tribesman and stuff. It sounds super racist, probably yeah, yeah a little bit. And he was a bad guy too. So, and it sounds like he was an American pretending to be an African. He was okay. He's yeah, from, but he was that's from Detroit. That's just the way wrestling. Was. Yeah, okay. that was just how wrestling was. When you found but out that they... some like the Iron Sheik actually was from Iran, that was shocking. Yeah, it's like. You gotta be kidding! There's a wrestling bad guy who's actually from the place he says he's from. So, what had been going on with Kamala, the Ugandan giant, he, in his later years? He had, I believe, both of his legs amputated, so he was stuck in a wheelchair. Hey, does are you still a giant if you have your legs amputated? Uh, I mean, say a, li- it a little you. giant. <laughs> I mean, let's say he was six foot ten. Uh-huh. He gets his legs chopped off. All of a sudden, he's like five feet tall. Can you still be a giant? How big do you think feet are? Huh? <laughs> 12 inches. Well, he lost two feet, so that's what I figure. It's 24. <laughs> you get it? He lost two feet. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I it. But yeah, it got, it got diabetes, right? Uh, I think I, he I lost because so, of the, di- he, man, the diabetes. But it got, I mean, it got pretty sad. Yeah, so there if was, he was six foot ten, he was four foot ten because he lost two feet. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it only makes sense. There was a, it was a really sad yet eye-opening interview um, that he did with the Dan Levitard show. I think this was last year or so. And he truly, they're, they're interviewing him and th- kind of throughout the process of the interview, you just get the idea, like, he's truly just waiting to die. Oh. Like, Does he come right out and say that? Like, he's admitting, like, he's like, nobody visits him. He's, he's stuck in a wheelchair in his house. And it's just, and it was... He's alone. So incredibly sad. So what they did... With Dan Levitard shows, they were doing it. They were trying to raise money for him. They were trying to do things to kind of 
turn things around because I mean, truly, it was just it was a, it was a horrible story, and it like your heart went out to the guy That's of just so sad. how sad everything ended up being for him. Wow. That's so sad, but that I'm still laughing at Buzz's. He lost two feet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, real quick before we Bad take a break. China. I'm sorry. Carol Baskin does not like the new video from Cardi B and Megan the Stallion. Carol Carol Baskin doesn't like WAP? She does not like WAP. <laughs> Have you seen it? Yeah, it's great. Do you know what her problem is? <laughs> it, it, it has a, a Caitlyn Jenner in it. Got tigers in. That's what everyone else's problem is with it. What is Carol Baskin's problem? Well, here's a quote. Also, that it has Caitlyn Jenner in it. All right, listen, you cool cats and kittens. I'm gonna tell you. Carol says it glamorizes the idea of rich people having tigers as pets. That makes every ignorant follower want to imitate by doing the same. Uh, the new video for WAP features exotic cats. Carol, not cool with that. And here's another quote from Carol Baskin. They probably dealt with one of the big cat pimps who makes a living from beating, shocking, and starving cats to make them stand on cue in front of a green screen. That is never good for the cat. Mm-hmm. She says the worst part is it glamorizes the idea of rich people having tigers as pets, and uh, that is a bad thing. So mm-hmm. that's uh, her problem. I, it didn't say if she had a problem that's true. with Kylie Jenner being in the, <laughs> in the video. Was it Kylie? or? I, yeah, I, I said Caitlyn. Which one? I think it? it was Kylie. Okay. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Have you heard of the thing where people feed different things into an AI and then let the AI write a script? So they did it with a Metallica song. They just fed mm-hmm. like a ton of Metallica lyrics and then an AI wrote a Metallica song. And then, of course, they had to get a band to perform the song so you know what it sounds like. Did it come out good? I mean, yeah, it definitely sound, sounded like a Metallica song. <laughs> I don't know about lyrically, but the music that they did really sounded Metallica-esque. Metallica-esque. Metallic. Um, there's a website that does inspirational posters, <laughs> and they just fit in like a bunch of the, and the AI creates brand new inspirational messages like pictures of clouds that say like dream underneath it or yeah uh it's called inspirobot some of them most of them are stupid but every now and then you get one that is just deeply deeply profound uh on the on this uh you know meme generators they got all kinds of different things that ai do so uh brandon tell us what uh, what this guy decided to feed into a bot Batman movies. Uh-huh. Guy sent out a tweet. It says, I forced a bot to watch over 1,000 hours of Batman movies and then asked it to write a Batman movie of its own. Here is the first page. So uh, we've we've each taken a role here. I'm going to play Batman. Brandon, you're going to play? I'm the narrator. Mm. And Joanna, you're going to play? Joanna's Alfred. I'm Alfred. And I thought it would make it more like a Batman scene if you got some music. Uh, we need know, a so Joker, though. Nico, do you want to do the Joker, or do you have it in front of you? Uh, I can see it on Buzz's screen. Can you can see you it? it from there? Yeah. Okay. Then you, then uh, Nico will be the Joker. That's as big as the print gets. So yeah, no, that's can't... good. I can see. I've got good eyes. I think Brandon should be the Joker. Okay. Yeah. Because he'll I do like so a Mark Hamill. You'll do like a Mark Hamill. Yeah. Well, what Joker would you do? 
I am such a. Uh, I would just do my voice. I wouldn't even try. Yeah, you'd be the narrator. <laughs> yeah, you got to okay. get the laugh. <laughs> you could be Mark Hamill Joker. You could be Jack Nicholson Joker. Don't forget Jack Nicholson. Wait till they get a load of me. Do you want to be Joaquin Phoenix? Joaquin Joker? Phoenix Joker. Uh, I'd be Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah, you'd be the narrator. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see what mu- what music Brandon came up with. So let's go ahead. Let's set the scene. Uh, all right. This was written by a bot. So, Batman stands next to his Batmobile and uses his Bat computer. He's sometimes Bruce Wayne, sometimes Batman, but all-time orphan. <laughs> this is now a safe city. I have punched a penguin into prison. <laughs> Alfred, Batman's loyal butler, carries no, a battler. A battler. <laughs> Carries a tray of goth ham. <laughs> Eat a dinner, Mattress Wayne. An explosion explodes. <laughs> the Joker and Two-Face enter the cave. Joker is a clown, but insane. Two-Face is a man, but attorney. <laughs> no, it is Two-Face and One-Face. <laughs> they hate me for being a pet. Batman throws Alfred at Two-Face. Two-Face flips Alfred like a coin. Alfred lands heads up, which means Two-Face goes home. (laughs) It is just you and I, the Joker. Bat versus clown. Moral enemies. I am such a freak. Society is bad. You drink water, I drink anarchy. I drink bats just like a bat would. Batman looks around for his parents but they are still dead. (laughs) This makes him have anger. He fires a bat rocket. The Joker deflects it with his sick sense of humor. A clowny power? Clownly power. A clownly power. I have never followed a rule. This is my rule. Do you follow? I don't. Alfred, give birth to Robin. (laughs) Alfred begins to process since it's his job. The Joker now has a present in his hand. He juggles it over to Batman. Happy Bat Day, Birthman! <laughs> Batman opens the present, since he's a good guy. It contains a coupon <laughs> for new parents, <laughs> but is expired. <laughs> this is a Joker joke. <laughs> and sing! Get them. Out of here! I don't believe a bat. Uh, I don't believe a bot wrote that. That was one of the funniest things in the world. He's sometimes Bruce Wayne, sometimes Batman. All times orphan. <laughs> he was having goth ham. <laughs> what kind of ham do you think Batman had? Yeah, goth ham. <laughs> he flipped Alfred. Landed on his head. I have a hard time believing this is. Really you think somebody a, actually wrote it? Yeah, like just a, wrote a really it. funny person. Yeah, uh, you never know. Yeah. There you go. It was hard to it was hard to read it and not laugh. I forced a bot to watch over a thousand hours of Batman movies and then asked it to write a Batman movie of its own. <laughs> that was great. Let's just that say really I great. have my reservations about this, <laughs> but I would like to see page two. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> what happens? Well, Two Face went home. 
Yeah, so it's just down between. Because he flipped Alfred. Yeah, he and flipped Alfred. Alfred is giving birth to Robin. Yeah. <laughs> Batman looks around for his parents, but they're still dead. <laughs> but he t- gave him a coupon for new parents. <laughs> but it's expired. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, Brandon's got an am I the a-hole to share with us, so. Sort of. Okay. Deleted it. Again. This was from the Reddit page? Yeah, it's from the subreddit. What happens? Like, people put something up, and then they they have second thoughts and delete the thing? <laughs> that can happen, but this one, it says here, uh, the post has re- been removed by moderators. Oh. Um, oh, oh. But I have the, the responses from people. Okay. So. All right, we'll get into that here in just a few seconds. Cat lovers, you can now find love with an actual human being thanks to a cat lovers <laughs> dating site called Tabby. Nice. <laughs> so I'll tell you about that. Is there any dating site for the cat owners? The owners of the cats? That's who the dating site That's is for. What it's for. Oh, I Did thought it was th- for the cats. <laughs> no, for the, for cat, oh, cat lovers. I thought cat lovers really wanted to get their cats engaged. I could come up with a short list of like 25 movies that I think everybody should have seen just so you could get references. Like there are some movies that get referenced so much you need to see them. And one of those that would be on my my 25 list, I made Nico watch on Friday. Nico, what did you see for the very first time? The Big Lebowski. Really? The You've first time? You've never seen it? Never saw it. Uh, you know, because I thought it was about bowling. <laughs> I always thought bowling was super boring. <laughs> it, 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 but, well, it's set. Well. It's set, it, how can I put it? It, it? it is about bowling. I mean, In it's one sense. of the things yeah. the dude likes to do, but it's about so much more. So and much more. By the Coen brothers, and it's got some fantastic performances. Real philosophical, man. Yeah, yeah. very uh, philosophical. Were you impressed? You Strong see what- men cry also. <laughs> Eight-year-olds, dude. Eight-year-olds. Eight-year-olds. That's a great one. So now that you've seen that, we can drop some... Uh, you can drop some, some Lebowski, big Lebowski quotes. Yeah. Big Lebowski didn't make a, that big an impression on me the first time I saw it. I can understand and, that. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a Coen Brothers fan mm-hmm. and have been ever since probably Raising Arizona. So I know I went to go see it because it's like, oh, the Coen Brothers. I love the Coen Brothers. So I went to go see Big Lebowski, and I just thought, eh, eh it's yeah, okay. This guy, you I think it's a movie you need to see at least twice. Maybe the th- I appreciate it more every time I see it. I mean, that is a real magical movie where you can appreciate it more and see it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, pick up little subtle pick up things. little subtle things every time you see it, and that. That describes I kinda, Big Lebowski. I kind of felt underwhelmed in the sense it was it ended with nothing changing for anybody, really. Kind of, it, it came full circle. It's well, very it, zen, very dude, isn't it? Yeah. Did he get his rug back? No. no. Why, was, why couldn't he get his rug cleaned? Like, is there something about it? I, I assume it was a really expensive Oriental rug. It's probably like the most expensive thing he owned. Maybe Can't it, you just get pee cleaned out of... Maybe it's just like this. Is not about it. the Chinaman, Donnie. <laughs> what were you going to say, John? Yeah, oh, your element, dude. You're the preferred element, nomenclature Donnie. is not Chinaman; it's Asian American. <laughs> <laughs> Over the line, market zero. Market eight, dude. Market zero, Smokey, my friend. You are about to enter a world of hurt. 
brilliant. This isn't Vietnam, Walter. Show me Shabbos. So did you like it, Nika? <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I did like it a lot. I, I, I really could relate to it. Uh, the dude and his philosophies I think on everybody life. needs yeah. to you don't board a show cat dude a show dog a show dog dude <laughs> they get all nervous Walter. they lose their hair you've been divorced <laughs> oh, there's just so many things yeah. about that movie that you know the, the, the worst part though it was Buzz would keep quoting it while we were watching other stuff <laughs> so or no I would I would be watching other stuff and he would be like playing his puzzle and just yell out Big Lebowski quotes and I'd be like <laughs> playing his puzzle you play a puzzle Put it together. Or work a puzzle. I don't know. It looks like you a, work a you puzzle. Work a puzzle? Sure. Look, at him, look at him making it sound like he's working. I it. always yeah. wondered what the correct term for puzzle you, doing you is. You work a puzzle. Work a puzzle. Put it together. What did you call yourself to a, a, a word? Oh no, that's for crosswords. What did Cruciverbalist. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we call ourselves. Crucif- what? You could be a new Batman villain called the Puzzler. <laughs> there was a whole. Simpsons episode where Lisa discovers she loves crosswords, crosswords and she's, I'm a cruciverbalist. All right, Brandon, hit us with uh, this am I the a-hole, but you you have to do it from memory. Yeah, I got to describe it here. And I, I'm wondering if it was completely fake, because there's a lot of people in the who are saying this who are calling and I'd be like, okay, this thing's bogus. So basically, there's a guy who works for a security firm installing cameras in houses. He goes on vacation. His neighbor, who's also his friend, comes over and takes care of his dogs. So he'll get the notification when his neighbor enters his house to be like, hey, like, you know, somebody's there. So he opens his phone and you can actually watch the cameras on your phone. Okay, it's the neighbor, clicks it off. But then one day the neighbor's wife shows up by herself. She then makes her way into the guy's bedroom, grabs his underwear, and starts pleasuring herself. The first time, what? Again, like with his whitey tidies. I guess. All right. I mean, maybe he's a boxer guy. Wait, I, I was. Don't know. I was changing the camera, and all I heard was pleasuring himself, <laughs> and herself, herself. The, the neighbor's <laughs> wife is on the security cameras in the guy's room. He's out of town. Mm-hmm. She's got his underwear, and she's pleasuring herself with his underwear. What? Yeah. So, uh, the first time it happens, he's like, "I just got to forget about it," and clicks it off. Like that's it. Mm. So I'm, I'm thinking the next I see why day, people are calling Bolt on this. The next day, apparently, it happens again, and he has a speaker system so that he can speak through his phone, and it comes through his speakers in his house. Right. And as he does this, he's you know she's doing this thing again, and so he calls her, and he's like, "Hey, I got cameras in the house. Like, you need to stop doing this." She freaks out. She goes home. Uh, she tells her husband. Her husband's now upset with the neighbor. That because of this, and then he, the guy was wondering, "Am I the a hole for how I handled the situation?" Uh, I'm I'm with the I'm with the people who think that it's made up. That's just not something women do. Sounds a little that's weird, something right? a creepy guy would do, but a woman. Well, because that I mean, sounds like thing. you're generalizing a lot. You don't know about the freaks out there. Yeah, Buzz. What? Yeah. Did, don't judge. Yeah, women can be equally as freaky or weird. Like uh-huh. this is a quality here, man. Women are weird. <laughs> Have you ever heard uh, of women in college going on panty raids? Of course, well, guys not. don't wear panties. I haven't heard of guys raids. going on panty raids since the seventies. <laughs> it was more like a fifties thing. Um, 
was he no if this is if what he's saying is true he's he's not the ale well why was the husband upset at the neighbor because he had cameras in his in his home well yeah, they should have known guy, that well, he, what he that, does for a living oh and that's, so that was the thing that he, the guy had put in the post as well was he assumed the neighbors knew that he had cameras considering his job but he never flat out told them i have cameras in the house also, I don't think the wife's reaction would be to run back and tell her husband what had just happened in this very, very weird scenario that well, she was going over. Maybe she didn't fully explain it to him, and she just said, hey, he was, he's, he's been watching me on his security cameras. Like making it out like he's the pervert? Maybe. For watching her in his house? Yeah. His with his underwear. Home? Well, uh, one of the things that kept popping up on the responses was... What would have happened if the genders were reversed here and it was a guy in a woman's home doing it? I that? would have totally believe that that was much more likely to be true, <laughs> for one thing. Well, but... Yeah, you'd call the cops. That I mean, aside, like, that dude's going to jail, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you called the cops, they might ask him, and then if you had video evidence... Well, no, because he was... They were house-sitting, right? Yes. The neighbors were N- not house sitting. They weren't staying there. They were just going well, yeah. over to. Yeah, take. They were checking on the dogs and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, what? So technically, did, they had permission to be there. What do the people say? Uh, not the a hole. Yeah. Although they do say it gets a little bit weird when it's like the first time it happened, you should have said something. Don't. Mm-hmm. Don't let it happen. Kind of sweep it under the rug. Forget about it, and then move on. Like if this the, the first time this thing happens, make sure that you're like giving a heads up. Like, hey, what are you doing? He could have monetized the whole thing and just started a website. That'd be a here's the neighbor lady getting <laughs> off on my again. underwear. <laughs> yeah, I'm very suspicious about the whole thing, but. As you're as you're relaying it, I would say not not the a hole. Thank God, Buzz's ca- house doesn't have cameras. What are you doing in his house? Oh, oh never mind, never mind. Stop you're messing with this puzzle, room. aren't you? Uh, That's Ashley, really what it was. Ashley Bell just asked if I if I help him work on the puzzle. Do you? Some, Do you? Uh, he always asks, but it's it. No, I don't have time to work on a puzzle. Really? Your 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 schedule's so jam packed. <laughs> no, it's not that. <laughs> he's got to he's got to sit out in my backyard and smoke. I can't cut into that time. <laughs> You, that's time you just won't get back. <laughs> that's my puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> the puzzle of life. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. You know, New Zealand has done about the best job fighting coronavirus, while the U.S. has done considerably worse. And sure, New Zealand has working in their favor that they're an island, for mm-hmm. one thing, but they got on top of it quick. Uh, So naturally, the U.S. just issued a warning telling Americans not to go to New Zealand (laughs) out of fear for their 23 active cases of coronavirus. That's far too many. (laughs) I think it's probably the other way around. New Zealand shouldn't want anybody from the U.S. (laughs) The U.S. going to New Zealand. We're banning us from going there. A man in Florida, of course, was uh, arrested after he yelled at a child for wearing a mask at a restaurant. Wait, then the he child spit, was wearing the mask? He yelled at a child for wearing a mask All right. at a restaurant. Then he spit in the kid's face. <gasps> why Why would you yell at a kid for wearing the mask? Oh, he does look like that kind of a-hole. See that guy? Was Let me see if I can get it. Possibly. 47-year-old Jason Copenhaver walked up to the boy 
who was sitting at a table at Ricky T's in Treasure Island. Uh, it says, I'm trying to find out how old the kid is. Not, you know, not that it would make any difference if he was seven or eight, but, you know, was he 18? Uh, police said the suspect asked the child if he could shake his hand. When the boy refused, police say Copenhaver grabbed the boy's arm, got close enough to his face that his spit landed on the child. Then the suspect told the child, you now have coronavirus. Um, yes, Mr. Copenhaver was described as intoxicated and was not wearing shoes. There you go. So there's hey, how's he getting service? There's probably a lot going on there. It's like that dude from South Africa, 90 Day Fiance. Where were the shoes. parents? Yeah, of the adult that spit in the kid's face. <laughs> Where was that guy's parents? I th- missing from this story Nobody, is how old yeah. the child is. So I'm wondering it if it could have been a 16. The age is not given of the child. Well, he was arrested on charges of simple battery and disorderly conduct. Yeah, my question also, where were the boy's parents? But also, how old was the boy? Mm-hmm. Not that that would make any any real difference, I guess. And why was he yelling at him for wearing a mask? It sounds like maybe a crazy uh, Florida guy story to me. Mm-hmm. I'd say so. Uh, there's a study that found which face coverings are the best and which are the worst. Uh, Duke University took a look at 14 different types of face coverings to see which ones block the most particles. There were some very clear winners and losers in all this. Uh, the worst by far were neck fleeces, also known as gaiter mask. And that's G-A-I-T-E-R. And, and that's those what are I, the ones Mr. Buzz Adams wears. Yeah. This is a this is a gator mask. <laughs> I those, thought those aren't were, allowed in uh, Disney parks. Oh really? Yeah you can't have those that actually have to um, loop around your ears fine with that i mean the, i feel like mine really blocks out a lot of stuff because it goes all the way down like in the sh- inside your shirt mm-hmm. and it's really tight but, but they it they the it light. says they don't block a lot of particles yeah put it up to the light and check out how sheer it is yeah you know um <laughs> Well, this shouldn't come as a surprise, but the N95 masks work best and block the most particles. Not surprising. But the disposables, the disposable surgical masks were almost as good. And homemade cotton masks with multiple layers did well, too. They offered good protection. Next down on the list is knitted masks with bigger holes like a scarf. And it showed that they didn't block as many particles for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And bandanas didn't do well either because they're single layer. Well, that, I guess, is true. Yeah, this is a single layer. But the neck gaiter mask, by far, not only are they bad, they might actually make things worse. The study found that they broke saliva particles into even smaller droplets that got through 
And the smaller droplets can float in the air for even longer. No. So they're more likely to get someone sick. And I just bought, spent like 40 bucks buying so many of them that I would always <laughs> have one handy everywhere I go. So double them up. Yeah. I wonder if that would work. Just yeah. wear two of them instead of the one. <laughs> yeah. All right. You want to find out about a dating site for cat lovers? Yes, please. Cat people, uh, especially cat ladies, have gotten uh, a Is reputation this for, cat for being people like uh, Carol Baskin, Joe Exotic, no, that kind of cat. I think House Cat is what we're talking about cat here, people silly. Like Joanna. Uh, well, you don't have a, an excuse for being single anymore because <laughs> now there's a dating app for you. It's a new app called <gasps> Tabby. And look, there's cats on the TV. Tabby is the uh, site it launched on Saturday for International Cat Day, and it specifically caters Aww. to single people with cats looking to <laughs> mingle with likewise-minded people. Cat lovers. You create a profile and describe yourself so far just like a normal dating app. Mm-hmm. You're also encouraged to upload photos and videos of your cats and describe their personalities. Hell yeah. From there, you can set up cat-friendly dates with people. Junior is zazzy. Uh, you can check it out on the App Store and Google Play or on their website. I'm going to click on this, tabbydates.com. <gasps> Tabby. Just from the sounds of it, I'll say this. Uh-huh. I think most dating sites have more uh, men than women, usually. <gasps> Look at the cute cat on the This one, page. I think, might actually have more women than men. Well, it certainly got more. <laughs> Find the perfect match. Oh. Look at the cute kitties. All right. How it works. Go on. Already I'm seeing people. I, I Do you think I'm out of oh, line? Look, Nathan, the cat lady. That's who I follow. Who's that? He's. A very famous cat person well, on social media. Where do you see... What are you referring to? I'm where watching you, the video. Oh, okay. On how it works. Nathan is a guy? Yes. And he's Nathan the cat lady? He's Nathan the cat lady, and he has cute kitties. But yeah, I'll, I follow him on social media. Would you, so he would was you like to get to know him a little better? I would. I would especially love to get to know Pickles, his cat. Okay. And if you were going to upload pictures and videos of your cats, which one would you... Put Which out one there do you first. think I should put? Penny. Penny, because of the two face. Yeah. Thing. Penny's a chimera. Chimera. Yes. Where, and it's she's right a down tortie, the middle. Actually, a what? She's a tortie. What's that mean? That's the type of cat she is. Yeah, but that's not the selling point for Penny. It's that <laughs> her face. Her face is half black and then half orange. And it's right down the middle. Right. Down the middle. I mean, exactly down the middle, and it's the whole face too. It's incredible. My baby. That's one of the most unique cats I've ever seen. Put that on look there. At, You're going to be swimming in dawn. Look at her. Isn't she beautiful? It's amazing. It looks photoshopped. Actually, every time I see it, I'm like, no. No, that's my pain. She can't actually look like that. How many cats do you think are born with, with that condition? That's going to be like a one in a million cat. Maybe. I know. So we can look that up. You ought to have to be beating them away with a stick, How many Joanna. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm I mean, are, up. are you looking for a a guy? Definitely that has cats? a guy that's not allergic to cats because it's difficult. All right, so 
a deal breaker would be a guy who hates cats. Yes. And a guy who's allergic to cats. And a cat. But a it's not allergic. a deal breaker if the guy's just ambivalent. Yeah. That's not a deal breaker. Uh, yeah, it's not a deal breaker. But you would like to find somebody who it'd be preferable if the person was an enthusiast. Yeah, like when your first message to me doesn't say like, Oh, you have a cat? I'm a dog person. Ooh. Thank you for letting me know that, Steve. Swipe left on yeah. that, huh? Okay. Well, uh, the dating site is called Tabby, and you can download that app, I guess, wherever you Install get your apps. Now. Okay. Look for Joanna. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. That's not your music. There you go. There's your music. It's time for the Hollywood Buzz with Joanna Barba. And we're going to find out about the remake of Blazing Saddles, which I know that sounds like a bad idea. When you hear the details, it yeah. sounds even worse. Sounds like a horrible idea. Yeah. Uh, so here's Joanna with today's Hollywood Buzz. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. In an interview on Instagram Live with Pose creator Stephen Canals, Zoe Saldana tearfully confessed she regretted portraying Nina Simone in Nina, a widely panned 2016 biopic of the legendary singer and social activist's life. Saldana said that she should have tried everything in her power to cast a black woman to play an exceptionally perfect black woman. Saldana is of Haitian, Puerto Rican, and Lebanese descent. However, her skin was darkened to play the role, and she wore prosthetics in an attempt to more closely approximate the singer's appearance. All right, so so you can you can be accused of doing blackface if you are black. Well, it's gonna like you, they made they made Zoe Saldana blacker. They made her blacker. Saldana said that she thought she had the permission because she is a black woman, but that Nina had a life and a journey that should be honored the most with to the most specific detail. Her voice breaking, Saldana added, with that said, I'm so sorry because I love her music. She's one of our giants. Somebody else should step up and tell her story. Fans of The Office clearly still remember a controversial episode in which Jim and wife Pam are in the midst of marital difficulties when he finds himself approached by an attractive co-worker named Kathy, played by actress Lindsay Broad, Slut. who tries to seduce him. Oh, you mean kind of like what Jim was doing to Pam while she, well, was, she was with was Roy? Engaged. According to Broad, she still gets backlash from fans, even though the show has been off the air since 2013. Broad took to Twitter on Saturday to share her experience of being the object of hatred due to a role she played as a fictional character, tweeting out, If anyone is wondering what it's like to be on The Office, the best comedy of the century, I just posted something on Instagram about my dog who was murdered, and a bunch of people were like, F you, Kathy. She deserved it. So there you go. At the time, the storyline in which Jim and Pan experience a rift in their marriage received backlash from fans as well. However, a new book about the series revealed that the original plan was to have Jim and Pam split up and then reunite in the series' final episodes. The idea uh, was eventually backed away from after Krasinski convinced writers that it's a bad idea. Yeah. Like, Jenna, why do you have to do that? Like, they were really stretching at the end there, That man. was such a weird plot in that in the ending right there. Jenna Fisher recently shared that fans have a similarly difficult time realizing that she and Krasinski aren't a couple in real life. Yeah, Emily Blunt. Is Emily Blunt is his wife. That. Good for her. Jack Ryan. And whoever's tapping Jenna Fisher, good for him. <laughs> that, uh, she used to be married to, I believe it was James Gunn. Oh, well, not anymore. Jenna Fisher played Pam, right? Yes. Yes. 
Yeah, she <laughs> would. She was. She, they divorced. I think like ten years ago or something like that. America's Got Talent judge Simon Cowell has undergone surgery after right. breaking his back in several spots while falling off his bike on Saturday. Buzz, do you know a little bit about this experience? Well, uh, what happened to him? I, I hear it was a motorized bicycle. Well, which he is was testing like the his one new. This one says electric bike. Yeah. Okay. His electric bike. Environmentally he was testing friendly. it out in the courtyard of his home in Malibu with his family when he fell, according to his rep. Uh, he was then taken to the hospital where they operated overnight, and he was ob- under observation, but he's doing fine. Not so fine. I mean, it was a five-hour operation. He's got to have a, a metal rod put in his back. Oh, that sounds awful. When I was listening to this, mm-hmm. I, it, re- it reminded me of when I... It's been three years since that accident where I knocked years. my teeth out. I was on an electric bike, and you know how things happen. I... Uh, Knock my teeth out. You and did. I, and I was thinking, gee, would I rather have had a screwed up back like Simon Cowell? Because I feel like I still sometimes whistle when I talk. A little, yes. Oh, you whistle while you work. Like Her- <laughs> Herbert the Pervert. Sometimes. I do love me some Boss Adams morning so because, <laughs> because of the accident. But. Right. How <laughs> sweet ass. I, How many pairs of teeth did you lose? Holy crap. I lost. There was at least a half a dozen. No, 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 no. Like fully two teeth and then part of another one. But I, I the, like a day or two later, I went out to where the accident happened. I was picking like little tooth <gasps> particles out of the cement oh post. Oh, my God. Yeah. I remember when we had you do the tongue twister, she sells seashells down by the seashore when your lip was all jacked up. Yeah. yeah. You still have that? Yeah, my nephitor. Yeah, he's got a guy somewhere. All right. Um, well, he broke his back. I, I guess <laughs> I bet I'd rather. And everybody said, you should have been wearing a helmet. But my point was. Even if I wore a helmet, like a bicycle helmet, it Your doesn't mouth have a. Was yeah, it was still exposed. It was my mouth. The exact same thing would oh. happen. Well, but the other thing too, like where people are telling you you should have worn a helmet, if you had missed and you had fallen just slightly differently, there you would have pretty serious brain damage. Like you can look at it like, oh, it, lo- it worked out for me this time. You know, I've studied it and looked at all the different angles. I think. Just if I'd landed like... any other way, it might have been a concussion, but I would have shaken it off and, and just been fine. I highly doubt it. Was did ju- you not get a concussion? It's a yeah, you hit no, your he face. totally did. I was, con- yeah. I was, yeah, you're a bit concussed. concussed. I was concussed a little bit. Oh my god! That's why I didn't ask you him how much. You still had the good sense to get a selfie. Well, in the hospital when he was on the gurney. Oh. That should be your if I if too, I had not if I had not been had a concussion I would have asked him like hey how much is this ambulance ride going to cost me because <laughs> I didn't call an ambulance I drove myself to the urgent care and then they got and the they ambulance. called oh, me. you to the ER okay. and at that point I was I don't remember a lot of that but apparently our insurance through the radio station doesn't cover ambulances does not of any kind no. you think that would be a a part of any standard insurance plan not ours nope. don't let them get you in an ambulance guys <laughs> if you got our insurance plan don't go anywhere near an ambulance your life savings will be gone well cal was set to return to america's got talent for the first live showing airing on tuesday but that has well he's not going to be there anymore. 
Hey, Simon Cowell, uh, what critique would you give your fall and your injury? What do you think about it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hmm? Oh. Oh, he did. Finally, Blazing Saddles is being remade as an animated movie called Blazing Samurai. And instead... Put this out! <laughs> instead of featuring racial tension between a black sheriff and white townspeople, it will be about a dog samurai in a town full of cats. All right, this looked so terrible, just the description, and then I saw the cast. It's going to uh, have Mel Brooks' voice in it. It includes Michael Cera, Samuel L. Jackson, Ricky Gervais, George Takei, Michelle Yeoh, Digimon Hansu, and Mel Brooks. Oh, okay. So it's a cartoon, and instead of a, instead of it being a, a black sheriff in an all white town, it's going to be a dog, dog in an all cat gonna, town. Do you think they're going to have bad words in it? No. It's going to be lame. It, it <laughs> sounds terrible. I mean, this is like the humor what without if it's the like beef. The same ca- uh, creators of like Rick and Morty and things like that. Nah, I could get behind that. Where they could do the bad words and stuff and it's it's, it's a dog and now there's cats. one bad word that appeared in <laughs> blazing saddles that i don't think they're going to put in any any remake of blazing saddles uh-huh. uh here none of this was beat but here here's some of the humor from the original blazing saddles in 1974 <laughs> <laughs> with entertainment news i'm joanna barba all right very good thank you joanna Welcome. uh for that blazing uh saddles for a Blazing long time, samurai. Blazing Samurai. I'm, I'm picturing like some kind of Kung Fu Panda take on, on it. But people for a long time have said, Blazing Saddles, one of the great comedies of all time. There's no way it could be remade in this day and age. Yeah. And somebody said, no, it can Watch. as long as we change it from a black sheriff to a dog samurai. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's what people want to see. Still a terrible idea. Even if uh, Mel Brooks' voices, even if they got Cleavon Little to play the dog, is Cleavon Little still with us? No idea, but uh, Gene Wilder can't come back. So. Gene Wilder can't. Harvey Corman can't. Uh, Alex Karras, who played Mongo, can't. Madeline Kahn? Cleveland so. Little think, is no longer with us yeah. since 1992. Wow, really? Well, Her? Cleavon Little Cleavon passed Little. away in 92. Look 19. up Madeline Kahn real quick. Madeline Kahn. Ooh, since 1999 she's been back. Madeline Kahn away. passed in 1999? Yep. Oh, it's too bad she was hottie. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Who did any interesting TV viewing over the weekend? I wrapped up Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. It's good. Ooh, I was supposed to start that. Don't tell Lisa. What did you watch instead? Castle Rock, season two. Oh. Is all of season two available? Yes. It's real good. What's it on? Hulu. Hulu. Was it was it on Hulu the first season? Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, I watched the first season. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It little had little. a lot of references to other Stephen King novels. and Right. It had the guy who played It the Clown. The guy who played you mean Pennywise, not not Tim Curry, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, he was in it. He makes an appearance in season two. Um, I thought they were leading up to season two. Might have involved 
what was the book that it was going to involve? Was it going to be The Shining? No. Now I'm getting that confused with the movie that came out last year, Doctor Sleep. Any Wilkes. It was on Any Wilkes. Like, like what? When she was young? Yes. Before she... And it kind of tells you her backstory. Oh, it's real good. Is it? It kind of ties into Salem's Lot. I, I would have to it. say Salem's Lot's probably my favorite Stephen King novel. Have you ever read it? No, I haven't. Wait, I thought you said Salem's Lot was your favorite, not it. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> have you seen, have you read Salem's Lot? I have not read Salem's Lot. <laughs> if, I w- if I was going to put my top five, I would say Salem's Lot, uh-huh. The Shining, okay. was really good. And then I like a lot of his short story collections. I don't know if you want to count those, but the one that uh, Shawshank Redemption was based on was in a uh a book called Different Seasons, which was four different novellas. Okay. But it's kind of like a guilty pleasure, I guess. Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch... Uh, Wait, you, do you feel guilty reading them? Yeah, why do you feel well, guilty? And then it wouldn't really be a guilty pleasure. It's just you enjoy you it. No, I do. F- I've, because I have an English degree, and reading Stephen King for fun is kind of like... I, I don't know what I can compare that to. It's not what you would consider... That's not hoity-toity. No, it's not high literature. It's not high brow enough <laughs> it is, for It you. is definitely a guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I like it, and I don't feel guilty for reading it, so. Yeah, how many English degrees do you have, though? None. No. Okay. <laughs> anyway, season two of Castle Rock, real good. Tony, watch Umbrella Academy. I, I think season I, I two. I gotta start watching that season one. Season two's better than season one, I thought. I thought it was really good. Do I? Should I watch season one? You need to watch season one, okay. yes. It's still good. Like, look, season one was still a, a great season. Okay. I don't think I watched it all the way through because on the first episode of season two, I had no idea the moon, the thing with the moon had happened. Just go to YouTube. <laughs> okay. It's go, a pretty big plot point, I feel. Yeah, like. just go to YouTube and look up, like, Umbrella Academy season one recap. And you can find one that's, like, ten minutes long, and it'll recap everything for you. That's what I'm going to do with Preacher because I was really into it, but for some reason it just kind of got pushed to the side and I never got back into it and I think I watched the first two seasons or first season and a half so what I'm going to do is do that with Preacher where I'm going to look up you know season recap uh, season one recap season two recap and then try to watch as much as possible I think when the boys season two comes out I'm probably going to marathon it if they make it all available at once, that's an Amazon. How do they handle their stuff at Amazon? I think they dump the whole thing, don't they? I think they're going to be doing once a week. Oh, or boo, like the boo. first, the first three episodes on the first. Oh, day, is that and the then, one that was doing that? Yes. Whereas, like, they're going to put a few out, and then there's going to be more coming out after that. Exactly. That's not too bad. So, season two of uh, Castle Rock is Hulu. Hulu. Is Hulu. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to make sure. Sturgis has about a quarter million bikers in town, and Sturgis is a town of under 10,000 people. A lot of the citizens there said they didn't want to have the bike rally because of COVID-19, but they went ahead and had it. And uh, we're going to hear some audio. A reporter for Associated Press went there and was talking to people, but the, the reporter noted that it doesn't look like anybody is social distancing and masks, which you would expect most bikers to have some kind of face covering because that's a thing you do right. when you bike 
But if you've been wearing it while you're on the road the whole time, don't you want to take it off? Well, the reporter said it didn't look like hardly anybody was wearing a mask. And he went around and talked to some of the people. And uh, these are some of the attitudes that are going on. As Sturgis continues this week. I think you got a combination here of a few things. You got bikers who kind of see themselves as outlaws to begin with, like they don't conform to society. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that a lot of them are anti mask. Uh, you probably got a lot of people that, you know, just don't follow the rules in general. So, why would they follow these rules? But I think this could be an example of people coming in from all over the country to one place, nobody wearing a mask, and then people getting COVID-19 and it not manifesting until they've already gone back to the various points across the country. That's that's a disease vector. If you, if you go to all this place and then you take it back, maybe you're in a county that's only had a handful of cases. Well, that, that could all change if people are coming back and then going back to work next week after being in Sturgis, the uh, population of Sturgis said that they had really hope. And, you know, this is their big thing. Like, the economy really booms whenever Sturgis is there. It goes Mm -hmm. from being a town of about 7,000 people to being a town of about a quarter million people. Even still, a lot of the citizens were saying, look, we'd just like them to give it a pass this year. But this could have some bad... Uh, ramifications, I feel like. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we're into the fifth and final hour. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show El Paso hour. But as all of our longtime listeners that aren't in El Paso know, everybody's more than welcome to enjoy this final hour of the show. Well, you may not enjoy it, but to listen to it anyway. All right, a couple of things uh, are going on. I'm going to tell you about uh, face mask. Uh, and they broke it down to which ones work the best and which ones don't work as well. And, and there's one kind of one class of face mask that they say doesn't really do anything and may actually make things worse. And it's the kind of face mask that I've been wearing oh, no. up until now. <laughs> it's called a neck gaiter. Okay. And they say that it is like by far. The worst one you could wear. So great, and I just bought a bunch of them. You're on, not doing it right. I bought a bunch of, but I bought a bunch of them on Etsy. <laughs> there was a huge explosion in Baltimore today, and this is just being reported within the past twenty to thirty minutes. Um, woman is dead. Two people are trapped, and at least two people are reported to be critically injured after houses exploded Monday morning in Northwest Baltimore. Just reading uh, the story here on WBAL-TV's website. Yeah, it's a pretty huge uh, explosion. Let's see what's happening. Three homes were involved. Two people were recovered from the scene in serious condition. Uh, One woman was pronounced dead at the scene. And the fire officials are trying to hopefully rescue uh, two others who might be trapped inside the house. And uh, we'll keep an eye on that for you. No no cause for the explosion, but we're very, very early on in this story. Had some bad numbers uh, reported in the most recent COVID-19 update for the city. Uh, 
got seven deaths uh, to report, bringing the total number of deaths in El Paso to 300. And all of the patients had underlying health conditions. By the way, I wondered about that. It turns out almost everybody over 40 has an underlying health condition. I mean, of all the different things it could be, if you got diabetes, if you got... Uh, I think yeah, asthma's one too, uh, isn't it? Asthma's yep. one, yeah. A heart condition. High so blood pressure. I think a lot of people here, it's like, oh, well, these people were knocking on death's door. Not, not necessarily. These are people that otherwise could have had a lot of productive, joyful years ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So, but all of them have uh, underlying conditions. And here's the break, the breakdown. At one female in her 60s, one male in his 70s, one female in her 70s, one female in her 80s, three females in their 90s. Also, uh, there's a report of 86 new COVID-19 cases bringing the total in El Paso to 16,396. That's a pretty big number. I got to tell you, what, what's our population? Close to 800,000? 750 maybe? Or not that much? I don't well, whatever it is, 16,000 people having COVID-19. Uh, but uh, I think the story today is the number of deaths that are being reported since the last report with seven. Have you ever seen the clickbait where it's like, this is the guy who predicted Trump's victory. Who does he predict for 2020? No, I don't go to Breitbart. <laughs> I, it follows me around. I see it all over the place. Well, yeah, they know Breitbart. what you're going to click on. Yeah. There is a guy who came up with a predictive model based on, of all things, earthquakes. And he has gotten every presidential election right for the past 40 years, except he had predicted Al Gore to win in 2000. And they kind of say, well, we give him that one because Al Gore actually did win the popular vote. Okay. And it really... uh, and he, he's got a bunch of... Uh, Did you happen to notice, by the way, mm. I think it was last week, Trump came out and said that he's actually okay with some mail-in voting. Like in a state Florida's like, okay. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like Especially in a state like Florida, where he knows that things would be done, uh, be done safely. Dude, did you forget, forget what, what happened, happened 20 years ago? Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw... Like an analysis of that, hey, and they were dads. they were saying that that Trump feels confident that he's got Florida sewn up, so he wants more people to vote. So he so said that it's okay people. to have mail-in uh, ballots in Florida, but Nevada, where he does not have a, a handle on things, he doesn't want it to to go there. So for some reason, Florida is okay to have mail-in ballots. That is interesting. Well, anyway, this guy. Uh, came up with his predictive model mm-hmm. from uh, predicting earthquakes and it's like a like a point system you don't even look at who the candidate is you just look at that you know if this is happening that's a point if this is happening and if if you end up with more of the statements being true than false the incumbent's going to win it's it's pretty interesting okay. and he does have a prediction mm-hmm. uh, for 2020 so I can share that with you coming up here uh, in just a little bit. But I know you're dying to hear about these masks and which ones are the best. Well, I can tell you, this one says mine is the worst. Uh, a new study found that the best are the N95 masks. So the 
you know, the professional level. Okay. The N95s work best and block the most particles, which isn't too surprising. But disposable surgical masks were almost as good. I, I don't know what the difference in price is, but they say that the, the disposable surgical masks are almost as good. Homemade cotton mask with multiple layers did well. They all offered good protection, but I guess the N95 is the, is the gold standard for masks. This is a study out of Duke University. They took a look at 14 different types of face coverings to see which blocked the most particles. Uh, after the N95s and the surgical mask and the homemade cotton mask with multiple layers, knitted masks with bigger holes like a scarf didn't block as many particles well oh, that's kind of obvious yeah and bandanas didn't do particularly well either partly because they're single layer but the worst masks by far were neck fleeces also called gator mask i gotta click on this and make sure it's the right thing because that's what i wear yeah and here's one right here yeah oh, it is it's exactly totally. what i wear face mask bandanas uh, they did not get good reviews at all. And in fact, might make the situation worse. So, <laughs> do you want to hear how they, they might make worse? Hold on, I'm going to put one of these on. Okay. Talk. There. He tells me, talk. Talk amongst he yourself. Turns it all off. Yeah. Well, I was turning my, I was in the process. <laughs> so. So you're wearing your gator mask? I always thought these would work great because it covers up your whole uh -huh. neck. It goes down into your shirt. Right, and you just pull it up real easily. And you pull it up real easy and it looks smart. You know, you can you can match them, make an ensemble. Were you wearing these before pandemic though? No. Not as fashion? You weren't wearing them like as an ascot? No. What's the thing you had then? A cravat. Okay. <laughs> 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 well, they say the problem is they're too thin. Right. Yeah, they are. They don't block out a lot of particles. <laughs> but, and this is how they think that these could make it worse. The study found that, that neck gaiters or gaiter masks, and that's G-A-I-T-E-R, -A -A broke saliva particles into even smaller droplets. The smaller the droplet, the longer they can float in the air. So they're more likely to contaminate the area. Which somebody told me this like two weeks ago before I ordered a bunch of these on Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I thought they were the best because they really it's real tight, you know, it makes a nice tight seal. Again, it's it's much easier to accessorize. Mm -hmm. You stay fashionable. Sure. Here is another uh effect like a side effect of all the mask wearing to stay safe people are brushing their teeth more oh, and good. they did a study into that yeah good sure we could all stand to brush our teeth better but they said specifically people are brushing more not skipping as often on floss days or you're supposed to floss every day floss days like you got like one day a week you do it <laughs> like a tuesday <laughs> Tuesdays. No, more like, more like you know, if you're working out, you know, it's like your arms and shoulders day. You do it twice a week. <laughs> okay. If you're doing it twice a week, you're doing better than no times a week. Anyway. 
And they say it's all because we've become a lot more cognizant of our own bad breath uh-huh. from having yeah. the masks on. Uh, according to this survey, 57% of people say that they are brushing their teeth more because the mask has made them realize how bad their breath actually is. Mm-hmm. Brandon sent a video where a, a girl is going to go in to a store and she puts on a mask, but it turns out it was like her coworkers that it, oh, they left in the in the car, and the coworker's breath was really bad. Yep, it gives her the dry heat. It left a stench in the mask. Yeah, she was puking <laughs> like Mike Tyson on a shark boat. Yeah, <laughs> my masks smell good because they smell like my uh, my beard oil. So we're good. Got beard oil, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So people are are taking care of their teeth more. Because of how bad their masks smell. <laughs> Listen to this. They also asked about bad breath. 81% of people said bad breath is a turnoff. Who is? Who are the 19% that say that it's not a turnoff? Is huh. it a turn-on? There's funky you ha- people out there, man. Do you well, not have a, a sense I mean, of smell? Maybe it's not a turn-on, but maybe it's just it's not, not a, a complete turn-off. Like for me personally, oh. I, I, no. Somebody in the chat, we talked about this a little bit earlier. They said... I forget who they use. Oh, even if it's Penelope Cruz, if she had bad breath, that's a non-starter. Uh, so 81% of people say bad breath is a turnoff. 22% of people say they've ended things with someone because they had bad breath. That would be a tough one, and it's also hard to bring up with anybody. Big Ed tried to do it with Rose, man. Yeah, how do you bring it <clears throat> up? Your, your, Remember? Your breath... Not pretty. Like, let's say we have a, a co-worker. Yeah. Let's He's say like, we have yeah, a co-worker. I have an ulcer. Oh, what if the co-worker has an ulcer? Well, that was Rose's fallback and yeah. made it. Like, Here's some toothpaste and toothbrush. It's like, yeah, I brushed my teeth, dude. Like in America. That's not the problem. But thanks for that. Is that right? If you got an ulcer, it can, it can lead to bad breath? That's what Rose said. <laughs> I'm certainly going to trust Rose. So if we have a coworker, how do we tell a coworker, hey, your breath stinks? Anonymously, I think. I mean, how else would you do <laughs> Send it? Send them a mouthwash? It, it's Look, a type of you thing. You have a secret admirer. That I wouldn't be comfortable, like, it would be real iffy telling somebody that you knew really well. Like, tell the boss. A best like, friend. Like, hey, boss, you need to tell them something. I'll, I'll put it on the boss to tell them? Yeah. The boss couldn't do that. That could be some kind of uh, harassment. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like if a boss said something about somebody's personal hygiene, that could easily be spun into, you know, a case of some Mm -hmm. kind. I bet a boss wouldn't. Uh, The average person says they can only handle their nasty morning breath in their mouth for 14 minutes before they have to go brush their teeth. I can wait until after breakfast. I mean, on a morning that I'm not working. I mean, mm-hmm. when I'm working, of course, I brush it first thing. But if it's a Saturday or Sunday, I might wait until I until I eat. But yeah, most mornings, sure. I don't. Do you brush your teeth before breakfast on a non-work morning? Uh, no, I generally do it after. You're all right, and then you're going to have fresh breath. Hopefully, hopefully the yeah. rest of the day. Well, uh, just keep that in mind if. If your mask smells really, really bad, that's what everybody else is smelling from your mouth all the time. Wafting. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. 
I'll uh, I'll tell you about this guy who predicts uh, elections and has gotten everyone right. Like they're trying to give him credit for Gore because Gore won the popular vote, and then they they really settled it in the Supreme Court. Uh, I don't know if I'm buying that though. Did you click on this somewhere else, or did you like just look for this? Look look it up yourself. It was just an article that I was reading. I'd seen uh, mm-hmm. I'd seen it on what's it called five thirty eight. Is that the website? Yeah, five thirty eight. And then Cracked had an article about it. Cracked's a humor okay. side, but uh-huh. but you know, yeah, yeah, they they're just kind of like a funny look at the news. Um, so that high school in Georgia, where a girl got suspended for taking a picture of the crowded hallways, it's like it was two students, two different students sp- got yeah. suspended. So, took a picture and posted on social media of the hallways were crowded, you know, and the the school officials didn't say, oh my gosh, we should uh, do something to make the halls safer. They were like, oh my gosh, let's suspend this girl who took a picture uh-huh. and posted it on social media. The principal called later, probably after public outcry, and said the girl was unsuspended, but now they've decided uh, they're going to do at-home learning for at least a couple of days. And that same school... Nine reported cases of coronavirus. I wonder why they're going to be doing homeschooling for a few days. (laughs) (laughs) One of the girls who took the picture said that she knew she was getting into trouble, but she considered it good trouble because she was bringing to light. And it it looks like she probably uh, she was probably right about that. And there have been uh, I forget the figure, but. A lot of uh, cases of coronavirus seen in kids since kids started going back to school. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, uh, the president said it's it's unheard of for kids to get coronavirus. And he kind of modified that and said, well, they get it, but, but it doesn't seem to hurt them too bad. Um, and I guess so far that's that's true. Right? You don't hear many cases of, of young people... And you don't hear many at all of kids, although... Whatever happened to I that... I would hate to find out, you know... And whatever happened to that one disease that they were comparing... Oh, they were saying there was... popped up. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, like... There was Kawasaki. some other Kawasaki, condition. It's a Kawasaki, yeah. right? I knew it was a motorcycle, but I couldn't remember which one it was. Talk about Yamaha syndrome? Honda? No? Oh, Harley Davidson. No, he's got Indian... <laughs> uh, so here, here's this uh, Ducati. This is the best record that anybody has of predicting elections, and specifically, it's this guy named. He's a political historian named Alan Lichtman. If you want to look that up, it's spelled L-I-C-H-T-M-A-N. For the past forty years, he's successfully predicted every U.S. presidential election. Not counting the time he picked Al Gore in 2000, but they're saying that that they got that wrong on a technicality. Uh, well, I mean, the technicality was you can have more votes and not and not win the election. And uh, they're they're talking about the way this guy does is basically his statistic model is from a completely different field, seismology, specifically 
so Russian seismology. Uh, so this this guy was in uh, an acquaintance of a a guy named Vladimir Borak with the earthquake prediction theory and mathematical geophysics of the Soviet Academy of Sciences. And this guy Borak, not Borat, <laughs> was, My wife. was trying to make a breakthrough. He was trying to make a breakthrough predicting earthquakes. Okay. Well, he wasn't able to do that. You know, that was it's a us, failure. So I can't do that. Yeah, Mother Nature is just too fickle. But <laughs> <laughs> in 1981, he met Alan Lichtman. And Borak, the, the Russian guy, proposed, well, maybe you can use some of my theories about seismology and earthquakes to predict things like elections. And they devised a model. Uh, it involves 13 true or false questions. Okay. Lickman uh, calls it the 13 keys to the White House. If the majority of questions is true, then the incumbent stays in the White House. Hmm. If they're more false than true, it's time Wait, for a new president. Huh? Wait, this guy's Russian? <gasps> eh, well... No, I mean, no, no, I mean, no, no. He knows other things. The, the scientist who studied earthquakes is Russian. This guy is, uh, you know, I assume he's American. It doesn't say, but uh, we're talking about Lickman. You mustn't assume. He got the idea for this from a Russian guy, but this was 1981. All right, so here, here are the questions, and he does um, have a prediction for 2020. Number one, the incumbent party gained seats during the midterm elections. That is... I be, that's not true, right? The Democrats had a really good right. the midterm, I believe, 2018. Yeah, the Democrats cleaned up. So you, that, that's a false. False. There's no serious contest for the incumbent party nomination, meaning there's nobody seriously running against Trump. That's uh, true. False. True. No, that's true. The incumbent party candidate is the sitting president. That's yeah. true. So he gets a point for that one. There's no significant third party or independent campaign. And I'd say that's true. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's some out there, but I don't think that I'm not going to count Kanye. Well, no. Remember, <laughs> the specifics aren't important. It's just whether the yes question no. is going to yes or no. So that one is a yes. The short term economy is strong. No, that is a big no. And you, once oh. again. It ignores things like, well, but that's because of the coronavirus. There's a pandemic. It, it's, it's just, just asking the question, yes or no. Yes or yeah. no. Right. The short-term economy is strong. That's a no. The economic growth during this term has been as good as during the previous two terms. No. God, you know, it's been almost, it's just a fraction of a margin better than, than uh, Obama's two terms. I mean, so I, that, based th that on one what? <laughs> like, what what uh, criteria are you putting there? Well, he gave it a yes. It looks like that uh, Lichtman gave it a yes that the economic growth has been as good as during the previous two terms. I mean, if you're looking at the amount of bonuses that CEOs are still getting and how much money, <laughs> once you know, again, if you look at that upper echelon, yeah, this doesn't go into so in the yes. in the. But this is one that grinding you, axes. Oh, this has see, to do with a yes or no. But that, but this is one where you have to be able to look. I believe at he gave it a yes. aspect, but what aspect of the economy? 
the millions of Americans well, who are out of work. There's and one are struggling. It ain't good for them. There's one of uh, Lichtman's thirteen keys to the White House that he says no on that that I would argue is a yes, mm-hmm. but we're not to that one yet. Um, the incumbent is a racist. No. <laughs> Number seven, the incumbent <laughs> well. administration affects major changes in national policy. Yeah. I would say yes. I, I don't know if he gave it a yes or not. I mean, they talk about a lot of changes, but do they really follow through on him? It's going to be on TikTok, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of talk about policy changes, but actually affecting major changes in national policy? Uh, I don't know what he gave that one. How about this one? There is no sustained social unrest during the term. <laughs> that's a, I'm going to say that's a big no. Been a lot of social unrest during uh, Trump's four years. And remember, Trump used those in ads saying, this is what Joe Biden's America is going to look like. No, 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 sir. (laughs) This is what your America looks like now. (laughs) All right. A yes or no on this one. And we're to number nine. There's only 13. Number nine. The White House is untainted by a major scandal. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. That's a no. (laughs) That's a big no. Something all false. Number 10, the White House suffered no major failure in foreign or military af- affairs. Uh, <sighs> that, that one is a real uh, kind of like a Rorschach test on what you think of Trump. Right. Well, think of like what major failure has he had? Like, I can't think of one. I think it's been failure free. I, I believe Lickman gave, gave that one a yes. The White House achieved a major success in foreign or military affairs. I also can't think of a success either. Yeah, some of these are easy, I mean, and some of them are not so and easy. I mean, he gave this one a no. He, he, he gave the number 11, White House achieved a major success in foreign or military affairs. Lickman I mean, gave a no. North Korea didn't blow us up, so there's yeah, that. Yeah, I'd say that's a victory. Okay, we no, didn't go to war with Iran. Now, here's the one I disagree <laughs> with Lickman on. Number 12, the incumbent party candidate is charismatic. He says Trump is not charismatic. I think he's charismatic to his followers. Right. But so, then again, Joe Biden's not charismatic either. Number 13, the challenging party candidate is not charismatic. He's not. Yeah, he's not. True. He's a bumbling fool. I, I would make a case that Trump is charismatic. I mean, charismatic isn't only a good thing. You know, there are all kinds of leaders that were charismatic. That led to bad things. Look, and I'm not making a comparison directly between Donald Trump and Adolf Hitler, but Adolf Hitler had some kind of charisma, right? Okay. He didn't yeah. get all these people on board by not being charismatic, so... You got uh, me there. So Lickman uh, well, we, says that Trump is agree. not charismatic. I, I, I think say we can he all agree is. Biden is not in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Biden is just kind of slipped in there. No pun intended. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> hold on, I gotta isolate that sound. Oh. Lickman says the the big takeaway from earthquake prediction is you don't look for the earthquake; you look for ground that's ripe for an earthquake. And these like predictors, America is crumbling already. No, well, they mostly ignore <laughs> the candidates and focus on the the political landscape. Well, I mean, that kind of that, it's kind of how it works. 
Because there's you, you have the people who are going to vote for Trump no matter what. There's going to be the people that vote for Biden no matter what. And then there's that small middle group that might go either way. They're not necessarily voting for the candidate. They're looking at the landscape, like you're saying. How have things been for these four years under Trump? You know what I mean? Picking up what I'm throwing down? Well, out of the 13 points. Uh, I love that gif right there. Lick. People, people always forget that one. That's the one why where I he make never fun of the... in any way, shape, or form respect that man. Well, that is the, the actions of a piece Descri- of human garbage. It's when he's making fun of the handicapped reporter. No, oh, we the, all just took that out of proportion. Yeah, that's okay. right. The Trump fans will tell you, no, that's just how he mocks people in general. It okay. didn't have anything to do with the reporter, even though the reporter did have some kind of palsy. Yeah, there's absolutely, there's no way you can respect a man that does that. And if you have respect for a man that does that, you got problems. It's that thing where he was doing the spaz. Hey! Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, how, well, how about the gift? How about right. the gift they use in the article of Biden? Again, a man <laughs> I cannot respect. <laughs> Because people are like, oh, you hate Trump. Well, I do hate Trump, but I also think Biden's a buffoon. I think he's a gross person. I think he's a gross human being. I think there's a lot of stories about Biden that we don't know about because they're hiding it. And we're back to, well, which one do you consider to be the lesser of two evils? Biden. And it's a horrible, horrible <laughs> comparison. Yeah, but definitely Biden. <laughs> <laughs> so what is this dude predicting? He's got Biden beating Trump, but only by one key. That is and remember, so he optimistic. said that he didn't. He didn't give. He, he said that that Trump was not charismatic, which, which I'm not sure. I, have said I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I agree to it. So it it could all hinge on that. Uh, so looking at the most accurate prediction model in the history of presidential politics, which is this guy's. Uh, the 2020 elections are going to be won by who the American public finds more charismatic. Trump or Joe? So we're all saying here. Good luck with that. Another four years of Trump, right? I've been saying that for a while. I think Trump's winning this election. Well, I'm saying that just... Just so that it's a happy surprise if it doesn't happen? Yeah. Because if it doesn't, it doesn't happen, it's like, oh... remember the blow from last oh, time? <laughs> I No, I think it's going to happen. I think the Democrats have completely bumbled this. I think the Democrats have shown that their lack of leadership is a massive, massive problem. What's going on over at the Independent Party? Let's find out. See? I don't know, but I see people saying, vote for Joe Jorgensen, who I guess is the libertarian candidate. And all I can think is those are either Russian bots or trolls or they're Republicans who are trying to convince Democrats who don't feel that great about Biden to go vote for the libertarian uh, candidate. No, or they're people who believe that a third party is a better option. Okay, you didn't learn anything for 2016. I David would say no, but see, for that's, the independent party. But see, that's that's the issue, and that's why we continually get stuck with two horrific options of Trump okay. and Biden. You know said, no, look, I'm not saying I completely disagree with you, but this is how we always end up here. Everybody's like, oh, we need change. We need to look across the aisle and we need to do this and we need to do this. But nobody ever has the balls to stand up and actually do it because it's always going to come down to, well, which of the two lesser evils would you rather deal with? Tell me one good thing about Joe Jorgensen. I'm not, again, I'm not promoting this. I'm not saying that specifically. I don't even know if it's a man or a woman. She got bitten by a bat the other day. 
Joe Jorgensen got bitten by yes. a bat. Did she get bat powers? Because <laughs> that she would says, be something I'd be excited about. I will about. not attend the campaign rally tomorrow morning. I will be getting a rabies vaccine after having been bitten by a bat. <laughs> you know, this is, remember I was talking about, there's a lot of things that, that Trump has said that he was going to do, but it's the follow through. Like, he never really built a significant wall. What kind of bat? What happened to the thing where he wanted to vote late? Like, he wanted to postpone the voting. Remember, that was all anybody was talking about for, like, two days. Yeah. And then just, something else dist- happened. It was a distraction from other stuff that was in the news. That's that's what they do. Has he dropped that? The idea that he wants to vote I haven't later? heard anything since the, since the tweet and since somebody asked him about that. I, I would say this. You know, the president put that out. If you're a big supporter of Trump, you, you should respect the president's wishes. And you should vote on November the 4th. Or give it a week. Do it on November the 10th. The president wants you to vote later. Or just if wait until there's a vaccine. Fan is. Or just wait until really there's a vaccine and then vote. Yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Former pro wrestler. And one of the wrestlers that was really like at the peak of his stardom when I was at my peak of fandom. Watching. Yeah. Kamala the Ugandan giant passed away. And he was 70 years old. Somebody in the chat earlier said they'd heard that Kamala, the Ugandan giant, had had COVID. But, Brandon, you you noted that he had been in poor health yeah, for quite he, a while. He really, things went south, man. It's just, it was a sad story. Uh, I remember I heard it listening to the Dan Lebitard show and they were interviewing him and uh, both of his legs had been amputated. And he, during the interview, I mean, he, he was trying to sound as, you know, I guess as peppy as possible, but it was really it just, he's in a wheelchair and it, the way he was answering questions, you got the, the impression that he's just waiting to die because nobody visits him. It's just him hanging out and just, it was a very lonely existence for him. So what they did for the Dan Levitard show is they were trying to raise awareness and they were trying to raise money for him and, and try to get interaction with him and things. So... They were doing a really cool thing with it. It's just, it's really unfortunate. So uh, here's a picture of Kamala in his prime. He he never really spoke. And their excuse was that he didn't know English. But the truth was the exact opposite. He only knew English because he was from Mississippi. <laughs> I was getting that wrong. I think he settled in uh, Michigan at some point later. But he was originally from Mississippi, not from Uganda. And he couldn't do a convincing, like, African character, so he was mostly just silent. Except when he slapped his belly. Yeah, he slapped his belly. Did you did you see uh, Kamala in action in his heyday? I don't think I was ever watching it live at that time, but, I mean, you would see the highlights and stuff, yeah. Uh, James Harris, his actual name, was born in Mississippi, wrestled in uh, the NWA and the WWE. F as Kamala, the Ugandan giant. They did a documentary on his life by Bleacher Report where uh, he talks about overcoming the hard times that he's had in his life, including losing both of his legs to diabetes. And nobody's ever given me a question. If you're a giant and then they cut up, you lose your legs, are you still a giant even though you're shorter? Uh-huh. So they had his uh, his wrestling weight was listed at 310 and his height was listed at six foot seven so he's a big guy but after he had his 
until he had his legs amputated, he had to be much shorter. Mm-hmm. He'd have to be like four foot seven. You know why? Why? Because he lost two feet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, here's uh, Kamala, the late Kamala, the Ugandan giant, talk about his life. This was not considered uh, cultural appropriation back in those days because nobody had ever heard of that. So you would have like a uh, one of the real bad guys on on the circuit that I used to watch. Oh, and that's another thing. Back in the like before the WWF kind of took over everything, and then became the WWE. You had based on what region of the country you lived in, there were wrestlers. So there was Texas wrestling with the Von Erichs. Then there was like the East Coast wrestling with Gorilla Monsoon and Bob Backlund. But around uh, where I grew up in the Midwest, they had this guy named Skandar Akbar who was a real heel. Like he was, uh, you know, a sheik or something, except he talked with a Missouri accent. No. Now you listen to me, boy Greaser. I'm Skandar Akbar. Death to Mark. <laughs> Remember, there used to be Portland wrestling, and my dad would watch it. He said when he was growing up, yeah, and it absolutely broke his heart. One day, they got to go backstage, and the two main guys, who's you know, one was the the hero and one was the heel, and they were just sitting there and chilling out. They were playing cards together, They're sitting uh, backstage, playing cards. It was like a dagger in my heart. They used to <laughs> barnstorm, you know, they'd go around and play. So they came to our little town, and they played at the rec center. The play, they did their wrestling. Uh-huh. Performed. So afterwards, my <laughs> friend Joe Wears and I stuck around to get autographs because Tony Atlas was there. Well, we're waiting for him to come out of the locker room. Well, Tony Atlas comes out and he's got like sweatpants on and a shirt. <laughs> and then Skandar Akbar comes out and he's got like a towel around his waist. Okay. And they're shooting hoops because it's at the rec center. <laughs> you know, so they're shooting and tossing and the ball. Like, and what the hell is going on here? <laughs> How are they in the same room without trying to kill each other? What's going on? Is this a lie? Turned out it is.